The faith in Jesus of the centurion in today's gospel reading was absolute. And his faith reminds me of the faith of another soldier, a man named Finn, former stormtrooper turned good guy in the latest Star Wars movie. Yeah, Finn's faith was not in Jesus, but in the Force. And for those who are not familiar with the films, the Force is this mystical force, which some people in particular can partner with and do extraordinary things. They call it using the Force. But there are only a very few people who can do that, and they have to be trained in order to do so. Finn was not one of those people. In fact, he knew almost nothing about the Force, but he had heard about it, and he believed in it. He had been a soldier, a stormtrooper for the evil First Order, which was trying to subject the entire galaxy to its tyrannical rule, and Finn decided that he was not going to fight and kill for them, so he switched sides joined the resistance, and went back to a First Order base to try to disable their defenses. Being a former soldier within the First Order, it seemed that he would be able to do so until it turned out that he actually had no idea how to do so. He was actually just there to try to rescue a friend of his who had been captured. The man who was there with him was, at this point, incredulous, reminding him that all of their friends, indeed the entire galaxy, were counting on them to disable the offenses. So Finn, who knew nothing about the Force, replied, we'll work it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works, the companion replied. Finn knew almost nothing about the Force, and yet he trusted in the Force completely. The centurion in today's story knew almost nothing about Jesus. He'd never met him. He had just heard that he could heal people, and he then trusted in him completely. He believed Jesus could heal his servant just by saying a word. The people around Jesus had to be thinking, but that's not how healing works. He's got to go and lay hands or something at least. He was nowhere close to the servant at the time. In fact, he had never laid eyes on the servant. Jesus' ability... To heal an unknown, unnamed man from a great distance just by speaking a word wasn't how healing had ever happened before. And yet the centurion trusted that Jesus could do it. And that's what got Jesus' attention. The faith of the centurion. Not even in Israel, Jesus said, had he seen such faith. The centurion was a non-Jewish foreigner who was part of the force used by Rome to keep their occupied territories in line. He was likely viewed as an enemy to most Jews, possibly even to Jesus. And yet we're also told that this man built a synagogue for the Jewish people where he lived. Rather than treat the people harshly, which his job may have had him do, he treated his potential enemies as friends. And they, in turn, treated him as a friend. By all accounts, this centurion was a good man with a bad job. And he was also following some of Jesus' teachings without even having heard them. But that's not what got Jesus' attention. The centurion trusting faith was what got Jesus' attention. The centurion, by Roman thought, should have been above Jesus... He should have simply commanded Jesus what to do, but he made no pretense about being greater than Jesus. He was asking Jesus for help. He understood, from what he had been told about Jesus, that Jesus had authority over creation. So, I submit to you, Jesus, 
was the centurion's message. I'm asking you for help. I believe you can do it. And I'm not going to ask for anything more than that. You don't need to come here. I don't need to see. I believe in you so strongly. Just say the world and my servant can be healed. Even if that's not how healing works. But it certainly did this time. The centurion trusted Jesus and he understood submitting to those in authority over him. He understood Jesus to have great authority and he trusted in him absolutely. Trusting in Jesus and submitting to God's authority ultimately means that we're not in control of our lives. We do have personal agency. We can make decisions. But ultimately our lives are in God's hand and our control of our lives is an illusion. The centurion's faith showed that he understood his lack of control, and he, a part of the conquering army of Rome, submitted himself to Jesus, an itinerant preacher from a nothing town in a conquered kingdom. He submitted himself to Jesus because of what he had heard about Jesus. He knew that if what he had heard was true, then he had no authority over Jesus. Submission was the correct posture to take. And for us, or at least for me, submitting our lives to Jesus is not always the easiest thing in the world to do. We like our illusions of control. We trust in Jesus with our death. Trusting in Jesus with our lives can be a bit more tricky. I find rather frequently that I want to fully submit my will over to Jesus. And yet it isn't all that easy to do. There is this war within me between the flesh and the spirit, which Paul talks about in Romans 7. The things that I want to do, I don't do. And the very things that I want, I do. I got it all wrong. The thing I want to do, I don't. And I do the very thing I don't want to do. Man, it shouldn't have been that hard. When I'm really honest with myself, I find that I do trust in Jesus. But then I ask myself, to do what exactly? Sometimes I figure my way is good enough. Or at least it's known. Trusting my life more fully with Jesus may mean venturing out into the unknown. And being a good Episcopalian, I'm not the greatest fan of change. Now I found that when I do submit my will to Jesus, things tend to go a little bit better. I'm more at peace. Things don't always turn out how I thought they would. And usually something of what I want has to die. Ironically, sometimes the very thing that needs to die, along with my way of doing things, is my goal of doing the right thing or being a better person. And that's not because what we do doesn't matter. What we do matters very much. But if we could heal ourselves, we wouldn't very well need Jesus. I can want and try through my own efforts all I want to be better and to do better, to elevate myself. And I can succeed to some extent. But my efforts ultimately fall short of what I desire. And they certainly fall short of what God desires for me. Healing doesn't come from my efforts. From me elevating myself. Making myself better. Healing comes from what the Reverend Canon John Newton calls falling into grace. In his book by that title, Falling into Grace, he says that we experience 
grace and healing by striving, not by striving harder into elevating ourselves, but rather when we see the cross, accept acceptance and wait in weakness. That's what the centurion did. He saw or heard about Jesus and sought him out. And then he sent emissaries to Jesus, just as he was. He didn't send soldiers to force Jesus to come, and he didn't try to wow Jesus with his greatness. He just offered who he was and gave his request. And then he waited. No mighty act, no cajoling. The centurion just waited in weakness. And waiting in weakness can be the biggest part of the struggle. We tend to want things now. Amazon can overnight our purchases, but we have to wait on Jesus. But waiting can be part of the key to our healing. And it can also mean waiting when we don't get the healing that we want. And then we find out what healing we actually need. That happens as we wait in weakness and see the cross again. Our own desire for healing Possibly being crucified. As we accept not only God's acceptance of us, but we accept our own acceptance for our life as it is. For us as we are. And then we wait on God healing us in ways that we were too blind to even know that we needed. We tend to know or think that we know exactly what kind of healing we want or need. I think that's why I often struggle with the healing stories of Jesus. It's not because I don't believe in the stories. I do. I believe Jesus healed many people and that he loved and cared for people with a fire that I can only imagine. I believe Jesus had and has power and authority over all creation. And that's why I often have a hard time with the healing passages. I haven't seen miraculous, instantaneous, physical healing the kind we hear about in our story today. Now, I have heard stories of modern-day healing, and I do believe that miraculous healing still happens. But I struggle with the healing text because I haven't personally witnessed it. When I'm in the hospital visiting people who are sick, never healed any of them. And I wonder about why sometimes people are healed and why sometimes people are not. Why are not all followers of Jesus healed? And there's some simple answers to these questions of why and why not. Answers which I think are completely false. We, or those who we love, don't believe strongly enough. Or in quite the right way. And so Jesus doesn't heal us. Totally false. The most honest answer I can give as to why healing sometimes happens and sometimes doesn't happen is, I don't know. I don't know how Jesus works, but I trust in him. I trust in his goodness and his love, and I ask him to heal the parts of me that don't. I haven't experienced much healing of the kind we heard in our story today, but what I have experienced is healing of souls and lives. And that goes to the primary healing that Jesus came to give, the healing of our souls and the healing of our lives. That healing comes as we see the cross of Jesus, acknowledging that death will come to us, even the death of parts of our lives we may not want to die. 
we then accept God's acceptance of us just as we are. We don't elevate ourselves to be enough for God. In fact, we can't elevate ourselves. Rather, God accepts us as we are, and our challenge is to trust in God's acceptance and love of us. And then we wait in weakness for Jesus to transform us through his grace. We don't necessarily know what that transformation and healing will be or how it will happen. Like Finn in Star Wars, we have no idea how the force works. But we trust in it anyway. Ultimately, we're not entirely sure how Jesus works. And yet we submit to him and trust in him just the same. We submit and trust in Jesus because of the fierce love that Jesus has for us. And the healing he desires for our souls and our lives. Like the centurion, we trust in Jesus' love. Accept Jesus' acceptance. And then wait in weakness for Jesus' healing and grace. Amen.